Um, read a spook <laughs> instead of read a book. Uh, <laughs> what about the spook was better? The legend has what? The book was better. This book was. Ah, oh, this book was better. This yeah. book was better. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek Two: The Search for Spook. Let's not blow them all now. These oh, are all fuck. good. Three and uh, one. I'd have forgotten them by next week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ooh Spooky, the podcast I've decided to introduce with the voice of a piece of shit. <laughs> My name is Adam Knox. I'm Peter Jones. And I'm Luca Muller. And if you've not listened before, <laughs> this uh, this is a podcast where <laughs> we this ha- podcast, we read a book. <laughs> uh, listen... Look us up online if you want a description Because I don't have time to tell you about how Yeah, we've got a book <laughs> It's called Mysteries of the Unexplained It's a book from the 80s full of unexplained mysteries And each week we go through reading five or so out To uh, see what our takes on them are Maybe they're hot, maybe they're medium And we find a riff somewhere else <laughs> But a riff will be found We'll find at least one good one every episode Yeah, we make mm. one riff guarantee <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this one. <laughs> Here we go. The first story takes place from the chapter The Unquiet Sky. The Florida Scoutmaster story is one of the earliest American reports of a UFO leaving tangible evidence on the ground. I swear to God, every UFO story says it's one of the first. <laughs> on the night of August 19th, 1952, Mr. C.S. Desverges was driving three scouts home when he noticed a light above a palmetto thicket. The scoutmaster stopped the car, told the boys to go for assistance if he did not return in 15 minutes. That is... <laughs> if I'm not back in 15 minutes, you could legally drive. <laughs> not very long. That's all, yeah, it's not a long time. I'm going to go for 15 minutes and then after that, panic. But panic. just hopping out of the car, going to have a look, coming back, that's what, eight seconds? If you run? <laughs> wow. But also, like, if you are so worried as to tell a bunch of children that they're in charge and have to go find help in 15 minutes, I reckon don't go investigate. <laughs> yeah, just don't go at all. You're right. And he, he told him to go back. No, if he did Officer not Desreveses. <laughs> Desverges. The Scoutmaster. And went ahead on foot with a flashlight to investigate what he thought might be a small aircraft making an emergency landing. Oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> it was all explained in the second half of the sentence. <laughs> silly, but at the start, still, silly, still silly to do it. But so then, funny. Okay, he was worried. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read this book. I'll give it a go. Call me Ishmael. This isn't about a whale. There's no whale in this book anywhere. <laughs> According to the statement, it was the best of times. Nice, great, <laughs> hell yeah. Happy oh, book. hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to, I wish I knew more. Yeah, the books we've actually um, come all those What's other books. That too. famous Great Gatsby one is something like my dad always told me never to say something nice or. <laughs> I think That's what it is. Bambi. <laughs> uh, he says something. I'm going to look it up. But you keep going. Okay. According to the statement, Desverges later made to the sheriff and Air Force officials, he became aware of a pungent odor. And felt a sudden rise in temperature after hacking his way into the thicket with a machete. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Why do you he have a machete? He's a scoutmaster, to be fair. Master, to be fair. Be prepared. Be prepared. That's the motto of the scouts. Dip, dip, dub. And, and he was prepared. <laughs> I've got a machete. I've got a flashlight. I've got a strainer, a colander, in case we want to make pasta. Or uh, maybe some noodles. Uh, wash a lettuce. <laughs> to this, he, 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 he hacking his way through the thicket with a machete to the spot where he thought he had seen the light. He continued on for about 30 yards into a clearing. Here the heat became almost unbearable. When he looked up at the sky to get his bearings, 
<laughs> this <laughs> fucking pyre. I need some bear. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to like, do, oh, I don't know where I am. <laughs> Let well, me look up. It's definitely lower than the sky. <laughs> a dark shape overhead totally obscured his view. He backed away and shone his flashlight at the object, which was hovering 30 to 40 feet above the ground. It was disc-shaped with a smooth grey surface. The underpart was concave and the upper portion had a dome in the, in the centre. Along the edges of the object were veins with small openings in between. Then he heard a sound like the opening of a well-oiled safe door. <laughs> Wouldn't that be quite quiet Not if it was well oiled? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a well, but like big, like a safe door. It's another grey spaceship as well. Like, where are all the aliens who have like bright green lime coloured utes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why aren't they popping into Dulux yeah. before? Yeah. <laughs> how start, come ain't nobody yeah, got cows and neons and stuff? <laughs> yeah, Calvin pissing on the back of their <laughs> UFO. But also, like, he's been asked by the sheriff to describe. Can you describe the noise? Uh... Well-oiled safe door. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Why do you know that sound so well? Rubbing all those safe? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, oh, my machetes for the scouts. <laughs> I'm a scoutmaster. I'm a scoutmaster. And they've all got a... their lock-picking badges. Certainly not. <laughs> you heard the sound. It sounded like a well-oiled safe door. And a small red ball that expanded into a red misty cloud drifted towards him. <laughs> as, the mist closed, as the mist closed in, he fainted. The three boys had been watching their scoutmaster's progress through the thicket by the light of his flashlight. Thank God. After 10 minutes, they said in their later statements, they could see him shine his flashlight upwards. Then a red ball of fire enveloped him and they saw him fall. They got out of the car and ran to the neighbouring farmhouse for help. It not been 15. Wait, five more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yes, you've he seen him He specifically said. <laughs> they are not good. They lost. They're losing badges for this action. Yeah. This is bullshit. Dib, 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 dob, dob, dob them in. Because they've not done the right thing. What the fuck does that mean? Though? I dib, don't know. Dib, what the, the first three dibs, I have no idea. Dib, 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 dob, dob, dob. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great quote. I'm going to look scout, that up too. You're still trying to look up with the first line of the great Gatsby. Gatsby hey, listen, the- don't get mad at me about that because in my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice and I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, Pete up. Yes, he told me. me. <laughs> just remember that all the people or just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. So maybe take back that criticism. Christ, that's a long first sentence. <laughs> it's two sentences as well. The opening sentence is just about as dead. Anyway, uh dib 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 dub dub dub. I don't know what it means. Okay, all right, <laughs> By the time the deputy sheriff and a constable arrived, Verges w- had recovered consciousness and was co- was stumbling back onto the road. He told his story in a coherent manner, and everyone went back to the clearing, but other than finding Desverges' flat flight and machete on the ground and some flattened grass, nothing out of the ordinary was visible. It was only later, driving back in the car, that Desverges noted that the hair on his arms was singed and that there were slight burns on his arms and hands. His Wait, cap was- I'm sorry, the kids got up and ran to the farmhouse and then came back and Desverges was back up and around. He yeah, with right. the cops. They came back with the sheriff. And right, the right, right. Oh. And then he was up and about. And his cap had also been slightly charred. Desverges' injuries remained unexplained, however, as did the tiny holes and scorch marks, which appeared to have made, been made by electrical sparks on his cap. That's it. So how do you explain that? Holy moly. Uh, sounds like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we do on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird how every alien description is wildly different from every other one. The stuff that the aliens do... Is always completely different. Is this yeah. a joke? 
There's heaps of ones that are the same. Yeah, no, a lot they're of very all similar ones. Everyone no, getting all probed up and shit. Yeah, but they always bring them in in a different way. They look different. They're wearing different stuff. It's always a different enough that I like, they, that one's one of the coolest ones that I've heard. A little ball of mist coming yeah. get you. Yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like some yeah. movie shit. Yeah, I think I still think it's very strange to have like. There's a lot of questions that I have. Question number one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? By Ding. the way, we're putting sound effects in this podcast now. That's for Pete's segment. Pete's question time. <laughs> it was Netflix. They added a TV show that I might like. Oh, what oh, might wow. you like? Dead to me. Oh. Never heard of it. Okay. A hot-headed widow searching for the hit-and-run driver who mowed down her husband, befriends an eccentric optimist who isn't quite what she seems. Fuck, oh, it would have been good if it was about a scoutmaster who <laughs> discovered a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so first of all, he's got the machete, which, yes, he's a scoutmaster, but two, two? <laughs> but no, <laughs> did he carry a machete? And then, like, nobody else saw the object above him, mm. but they saw, they the, saw the fireball, fire which is pretty crazy. So do you want to know what Dib, 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 Dob, Dob, Dob came from? <laughs> Not at all. Because there's Chapter a- two. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole Wikipedia page about it. Go on. Yeah, What's Dib, 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 Dob, Dob, Dob? So it's called The Grand Howl. The original version is the scout leader would go, pack, pack, pack. And then the cubs would all, as they run into their oh! places in the circle, go pack oh. as well. Like they're a pack and they probably go pack or whatever. It would oh, probably okay. sound weird. Well, okay. Then the... Um, no, we've got to go home. Pack. <laughs> the scout leader would, the cubs would say, Arkayla, we'll do our best. I do. <laughs> and then the scout leader would say Dib, dib, dib Which means do your best D-Y-B Right And I guess Dob means do our best Dib, dib, dib Do your best, dob, do, your dob. best do your best Do our best Do our best Do our best Yeah Weird I reckon doing your best Would be to be able to come up With a cooler sounding thing than that <laughs> Well then maybe that's the best I could come up with Yeah I, I guess yeah Doing your best can still be poor yeah, <laughs> and they did a poor job. You guys yeah. ever do scouts? No. Either. I was a Joey and a cub. What's a Joey? Joey's a little boy in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Joey's oh, a little like boy. Cubs is like junior scouts and then Joey's goes, is junior yeah, cubs. Yeah, like Joey, cub. Um, I can't remember the third one. I don't think I ever made it. Black scout belt. Scout ranger? <laughs> yeah. Black belt. Black belt. Aragorn. Tier one operator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, I, my like, brother did it for a bit and it seemed weird And the hall was right across my house and it was fucked <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at him <laughs> Why do they not sell cookies that the girl guides do? Uh, I don't know That's a question you'd have to ask Mr. Baden Powell Baden Let's get him on the phone How's that his book's called Scouting for Boys? <laughs> 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 he wrote it there like, oh, is this about like are the scouts like they scout around and he hides the book behind his back and goes, yep, yep. I'll bring you a copy tomorrow. <laughs> I am unclear why I wrote all of this down. God, can I just have a look at the copy that you have? No, 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 never, no. You have to be a member of the ring, uh, the scouting ring, to get a copy of this. What's the- this grooming one? Is this about shaving your face and stuff like that? Yes, 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 this- yes, 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 yes. DYB, what does that stand for? Do your best? Yep. It doesn't stand for diddle young boys. <laughs> why would we make that into a chant? 
like <laughs> that would be insane yeah. of us to he do sees that. that. And then all the young ones go, "Diddle old boys." <laughs> 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 yes, let's just say dip, 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 <laughs> and then dot, dot, dot. That's a lot clearer <laughs> and very, very simple. <laughs> now, why do I send all the gold guards out of the room? <laughs> uh, they're selling cookies. Don't worry about it. I'm not interested in the girls. Now, let's be clear. You have to sign the permission slips so your children can go into the forest with me. Yeah, the machete, that's for aliens. If there's ever aliens, it's not to threaten. Now, if, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, get the cops, but don't tell them about what we did tonight. <laughs> Just about the alien situation. <laughs> dib, dib, dib. Dob, dob, dob. Yeah. And let's go. We promised you a riff. <laughs> <laughs> and we have applied. <laughs> we have absolutely delivered once again. Chapter two, Unearthly Fates. The mm. second story from Unearthly Fates. What was the first one? <gasps> Quiet Sky. Unquiet Sky. Six people vanished on or near Vermont's Long Trail between November 1945 and December 1950. The body of only one of them was found. The first disappearance was that of Middy Rivers, a 75-year-old deer hunter who knew the region of the trail near Mount Glastonbury very well. State police, soldiers, Boy Scouts and local residents (laughs) residents combed the woods. After he failed to return from a day's hunting on November 12th, 1945, but to no, no avail. Geez, that's old to be hunting deers. Yeah, 75. 75. Well, Middy Rivers. He just had a fall and got stuck. Oh, Middy Rivers knew the trail well. <laughs> what year did you say this was, though? 1945. Yeah, old people back in the day yeah, used to be true. stronger. <laughs> I, I truly believe that. Okay, great. The only strong old man now is Vince McMahon. <laughs> That's the only one in the world. <laughs> On a December day in 1946, Bennington College student Paula Weldon told her roommate that she was going for a walk. The last person to see the 18-year-old alive was a watchman at the local newspaper who gave her directions on the long trail. Despite a thorough search and nationwide publicity, no trace of Paula Weldon could be found, and rumours of a mad murderer began to spread. Whoa. James Telford, the third victim, if that is the word, that is what they've written there in brackets. Oh. Right. Because yeah. they might not be victims, they, they might, might just be, be missing. Disappearees. I think you're still a victim of being missing. Mm. Is that true? Or are you just missing? What if they're abductees and they're victim of abductions? Yeah. They're definitely victims. <laughs> this fucking book. <laughs> James Telford, the third third victim, not to victim blame, but uh, <laughs> is his own fault, was last seen on the trail on December 1st, 1949. Early in 1950, Frida Langer, who was described as an experienced woodswoman, dis- disappeared while hiking the trail. Her body was finally found on May 12th, 1951, in an open spot in the woods that was apparently overlooked in earlier searches. When Martha Jones disappeared on November 6th, 1950, it was thought at first that she had run off to join her boyfriend in Virginia. When this proved not to be the case, a search was launched with no results. The last of the six was Francis Christman. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, everybody. I'll be fine. (laughs) Francis Christman, why did you do it? If I'm not back in three days, that's when there's a problem. (laughs) Who set out on December 3rd, 1950 to visit a friend with three miles away and was never seen again. If the six cases had no connection other than their location, coincidence was at work on a grand scale. If, on the other hand, there was a Mad murderer of the long trail. Would you stop referring to me as a mad murderer? <laughs> yeah. I'm quite sane. I've gotten away with it six times. Could I do that if I was crazy? Am I, would a crazy man kill six people in a in a place? <laughs> in the long trail? 
shouldn't come down here. It's too long. We, uh, if, 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 on the other hand, there was a mad murder of the long trail, we'll never know why the crimes began or ended. The Vermont forest has yielded no secrets. So I'm going to Google, are there wolves in Vermont? <laughs> like, Go they on. didn't. I they, think it's definitely yes. The one person they did found, find. Yes. They didn't say anything about, like, okay, were there signs that she had been murdered? It's also over, like, like that is a long period of time. Yeah. It's a long trail. They've gone into the woods and they just haven't come back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these, the people of Vermont are like, huh, mad murderer. <laughs> We, um, we didn't look very hard and we found one person way later in a place we didn't look. I liked when Logan Paul went in there and found that one. <laughs> so, I uh, believe he dabbed so much on the long trail. <laughs> <laughs> there are wolves in Vermont. Yeah. yeah. So, and bears? Probably. Obviously. Are there bears in Vermont? Are there bears? Hello, Google. <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, are there bears in Vermont? How to avoid interaction with bears? Vermont Public Radio. <laughs> there is a national public service. Well, not national. It's specifically in Vermont. Black bears. There are bears. They were killed by bears. People get killed in the woods by bears all the time. Yeah. How dare they put that in this book? <laughs> Six bear victims. What about the mad murderer? <laughs> Going around killing all their bears. No bear can kill Christ, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Jesus superhero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, they have, the, the MCU has really yeah. run low on possible Blasting blood out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he saves somebody, he starts talking to them for a while, and they're like, okay, thank you for saving me, but honestly, I've got stuff to do today. I can't. <laughs> this next story is from the section Monsters and More And this, by the way, is the very ver- first story from the section Monsters and More So oh, this okay. is the earliest possible monster that was ever seen This is the, Are they in chronological order? Yeah, they tend to be oh, Really? Oftentimes cool. In July 1974 or, Not sorry, that long ago <laughs> 1734 1734 Oh, okay <laughs> uh, Sorry this is the earliest. They're all divided up into different sections. I don't want to give away how this book works. Yeah. But they're, they're in sections titled Monsters and More, then Monsters, and then Monsters of Lakes and Seas before 1900. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. interesting. In July 19... Sorry. In July <laughs> 1734, right. a Norwegian missionary named Hans Agid. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. It's me. Hans. Say hello to Hans. <laughs> Say hello to Hans. I'm a missionary. <laughs> Off the go mission. <laughs> this is my friend Scrugan. He's a doggy. He's just a dog. We're both missionaries. <laughs> we mostly, it's strange I am a missionary because I only like butt stuff. <laughs> you can do the missionary, but it's harder. It is more difficult. You've got to put the legs quite high. <laughs> Hans Agid. Hans Agid. Voyaging to Greenland. Legs akimbo. <laughs> Hans Agid, your legs akimbo. That's my little joke I do. It's okay to not enjoy it. I'm still happy to be your friend. I tell you another joke. People say, where are you from? I say, Scandinavia. They say, no way. I say, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that when I got more Scandinavian jokes. It's okay. Uh, the Air Force was looking for boats. They said, Scandinavia. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not as good, but I came up with it quicker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> voyaging to Greenland spotted something incredible as his vessel neared the Danish colony of Good Hope on the Davis Strait. 
on the 6th, as he subsequently reported in straightforward terms, appeared a very terrible sea Look, monster. I'm going to be a little blunt about <laughs> this one. Go to say I hate to be so clear, but... Uh, <laughs> Normally, I like to throw a joke or two in, but <laughs> this, I've got to be pretty straightforward about it. It was crazy. I, uh, what do, okay, you got so, you got to do the voice. I'm, so, I'm trying so hard to figure out a joke that ends in Oslo. <laughs> 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 and I cannot concentrate on the story I'm reading. Uh, I'm from Norway. Norway, hi. Australia, Oslo. Oslo. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's it. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> It's about how you deliver them. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't right. <laughs> that was that incorrect. You want me to do the voice for the story? This is him now. No, Peter. I don't want you to do the voice. <laughs> okay. Appeared a very terrible sea oh. animal which raised itself so high above the water that its head reached above our main top. It had a long, sharp snout and blew like a whale. Nothing? Nothing for blue like a whale? Blue like a whale? <laughs> It blew like a whale. Had broad, large flappers. Broad, large flappers? Sounds like my ex-wife. <laughs> That's what I was going to do for blue like a whale. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> blue like a whale. Boy, sounds like my ex-wife. She was fat like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> also large flappers. Had <laughs> uh, broad, large flappers. And the body was, as it were, covered with a hard skin. Hard skin, boy, shit. Sounds like my ex-wife, <laughs> who was, I, now I am beginning to realise, was a sea animal. Yeah, I, I miss Nessie. <laughs> and it was very wrinkled and uneven on its skin. Moreover, on the lower part of it was formed like a snake, and when it went underwater again, it's cast itself backwards, and in doing so, raised its tail above the water, a whole ship length from its body. That evening, we had very bad weather. <laughs> I feel like this last thing you did Also, I don't think the captain likes me <laughs> There you go Ah, so he saw a sea serpent He saw a sea Big serpent one. The first ever sea serpent ever discovered But it didn't do anything Just came up, went down And well, then the weather, the was, weather bad was bad Other than the snout It did sound like a whale No Oh, he said it was scale. Well, snake. They're not so scaly. They got the the humpbacks have the cr- uh, the like the little. Moreover, like, on the lower on part of it was nah. formed like a snake, <laughs> like a snake. So if you want to see, so a it had a pointy here, tail. It looks like a traditional sea dragon. Yeah. Okay. Maybe there was sea dragons at some point. If there had been, they would have all you know, and they went extinct. <laughs> Maybe there were sea dragons. Well, they'd be point. real deep down. You can see that deep down. P- picture of that shark from like ages ago or whatever. No, <laughs> oh, it was just recent. It's a f- that's, that's your phone. <laughs> <laughs> can you I look it up it? on your you phone? You lose your phone privileges, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, old shark, please, <laughs> internet. Uh, are you talking about my ex-wife? Bit of a gambler. That. <laughs> 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 Nah, it's um, funny to hate your ex. <laughs> I would Im- I would implore the listeners to have a look. It's a, f- a four hundred year old shark. Whoa! And it looks fucked up. Looking. Oh, is that the one that's like still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This right, fucking guy. Yeah, that was crazy. It's oh, that's gross. That's, looking. that's an old looking and shark. That's real deep down or something like that. Yeah, okay. Because you can live lower, longer deep down because time moves differently the further to the core of the earth that you get. <laughs> that's true. My friend Hagen has recently <laughs> gone through a divorce. I caught up with him. I said, you Copenhagen? 
yes, you did it. Yeah, we all got one. I want to, I want to buy a house, but all in one go. I go to shop. I say, you stuck home. <laughs> Uh, my neighbor, he's a big swimmer. He has a lot of, uh, you know, the big sort of flippers you use in the water. There's a lot of them over there. Looks like Finland. <laughs> sort of. I got to Finn House for coffee, but so bitter. I said, man, you need to sweeten it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. These are all good, and we have done it. Once again, we have delivered on our promise one riff per episode. <laughs> what cities are there? <laughs> I've just gorgoned New Norwegian You've got town. You've just gorgoned? I gorgoned New... It's because I was reading a fucking Norwegian word at the time. <laughs> I just gorgoned. I read Bergen. <laughs> www.gorgoned. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Not all of these are easy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want to hit a frog's pond, do you use a lily hammer? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> oh, okay. The one we fucking heard of. <laughs> uh, Roros Municipality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. There's one that's just called A with a circle that on it. That is so sick. <laughs> what? That's a great, yeah, that's okay. a great name of a t- place. Uh, this next story is from In the Realm of Miracles. When British author George Orwell was recovering from a bullet wound in the neck during the Spanish Civil War, Jesus, he was surprised to find that people were congratulating him on his good luck. God, I'm a fucking idiot. I would just like, when did he live through the Spanish Civil War? Well, didn't he? Do- but um, then I kind of imagined that he was alive during the year of 1984. Yeah. <laughs> so never mind. It wasn't a diary about his year of 1984. <laughs> Uh, the bullet had narrowly missed his car, uh, carotid artery. What puzzled Orwell was the thought that there was anything lucky about having been shot in the neck. The Reverend Johannes Osiander. Is he so dumb? They're saying that he's lucky to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I, it turns out that George Orwell is a moron. He's a little bit of a downer, that guy. <laughs> also, just dumb as hell. <laughs> the Reverend Johannes Osiander of a Turbigen. Germany might have sympathised with Orwell. Among his misfortunes were the following. He was charged and knocked down by a wild boar, but sustained no injury. During a severe flood, his horse fell, trapping him beneath it, but he emerged without a bruise or broken bone. He escaped a a fulicide of gunfire by bandits and was buried by an avalanche, but climbed out unharmed. A wild blizzard blew him off his feet and into the icy water of the Rhine. Is this all in the one day? <laughs> this <laughs> is quite the afternoon. <laughs> What's this guy's name? Mr. Uh, Bean. Reverend <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Bean? <laughs> yeah, it's the 17th century's Reverend Bean. <laughs> Reverend Bean. Then he walked over like a, uh, a construction be- beam, but it was being lifted at the time. <laughs> but luckily, when he got to the end of the beam, it had been brought up to another level and he kept going. That's nice. Mr. Magoo, not Mr. Bean. Oh, but really? Yeah, yeah. He found, uh, so he was attacked by a wild turkey and it ended up on Twain's head. <laughs> But the adventure, uh, the adventure is said to have left him with without even a sniffle. Him ending up in the icy water of the Rhine. Mm. On another occasion, a tree fell on him with an impact that would have crushed someone less resilient. The Reverend Johannes merely picked himself up and walked away unscathed. 
At sea, he was as unlucky or lucky as on land. He survived a shipwreck only to be ploughed under the, by the waves by the ship intent on his rescue. <laughs> that, one, <laughs> that one's pretty good. That's good. <laughs> That's, That's good. some Simpson shit of him falling out the back of the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, needless to say, he survived this indignity as a matter of course and popped to the surface again unharmed. Now, it has to be asked as to why... On Earth, George Orwell <laughs> is included yeah, in yeah. this story at all. Wait, is that it? That is come it. Back. So they didn't know each other? They didn't know each other. It was just like, oh, man, George, you think that's crazy. What about this old dude? Oh, man. It that is unrelated be. completely. That's probably because George Orwell wrote about it, I guess, in that story, A Liar I Met. <laughs> <laughs> no, unrela- completely unrelated. But is he... Oh, okay, because I thought it was going to go towards... And I survived all those things, but then I had to keep going with the war because I survived all those things. But you got shot and you get to just hang around. They're completely different time periods. It's just a man from the past. Wait, uh, sorry. I thought that this guy was telling this to George Orwell no. while he was no. in bed, being like, you think no, you're no, unlucky? No. This no. guy's like, this is a lucky thing that happened. Speaking of which, a not famous guy had that happen also. <laughs> <laughs> They're just using George Orwell's like, name value to try and draw you into yeah. the story. That's it's fucking absolute ridiculous. <laughs> this is insane. But he was knocked down by a wild boar, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that is that good. Is what about this? I thought of it ages ago, but I didn't want to say it. Uh, okay. I still don't. But uh, what about a guy who like um, has a, is at his home? He has a bucket full of snot and yuck stuff. Yeah. And then he gets he's gone on a holiday and he got quite homesick. And then he comes home and he goes, "I'm Mister Magoo." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of this before, but I didn't want to say it. I still don't want to say it. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's he going to say? Sweden? <laughs> I moved the mic away from my mouth while I laughed because I didn't want people to know I was laughing at that. <laughs> All right. Oh, boy. I missed the Magoo. I missed the Magoo. The final story. <laughs> he calls it his goo. <laughs> yeah, he's he gross. He's a it. gross man. <laughs> Put a Magoo on the phone. <laughs> I missed the Magoo. I want to talk to Magoo. <laughs> How you doing, Magoo? Oh, you're so disgusting. The final story is from Beyond the Walls. What are they going to invent the smell of phone? <laughs> then I got to talk to you properly. Everyone from time to time experiences one of those perfect days when everything seems to fall into place. A day that exceeds the most optimistic expectations. The kind of day that persuades one that one's guardian angel is working overtime. Now, I have to be clear. Everyone. <laughs> Some of these introductions are insane. <laughs> I feel like some of them are just written by different... Like Obviously, there's a team of people at yeah, Reader's Digest yeah. who are writing these stories. And one of them like, everyone has a day where they feel like their guardian Man. angels looking after them. It's like, oh, and then a wild board absolutely <laughs> snookered some fucking cunt from Germany. It's those same cunts who will interview someone and go like, I met Mr. Downey Jr. at a small bar just <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. wall that you could easily miss walking past. <laughs> I had a shower earlier and used some... Nice shampoo. Yeah. But my hair was feeling a little dry. And then on the other story's not about you and your philosophy. Tell yeah. us the fucking coincidence yeah. that happened. Then there's another one that just includes their name, question. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not even the full name, just initials. Yeah, yeah. Get to it as quick as possible. Uh, one of the most extraordinary of these perfect days is recorded by Professor C.E. Sherman, longtime chairman of the Civil Engineering Department of Ohio State University at Columbus, in his book, Land of Kingdom Come. <laughs> 
<laughs> Imagine a full kingdom come. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kingdom come. No, you misheard me the first. We're going to the come kingdom. <laughs> Did you bring no. your hat? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Magoo! <laughs> Magoo is here! <laughs> Finally, back into my kingdom. <laughs> uh, Mr. Magoo! Uh, Mr. Magoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the sound of the home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go into this building. Oh, you first. <laughs> okay, I'll open the door and tell you what, it doesn't sound like a well oiled safe. I can tell you that much. Black, <laughs> black lights off. <laughs> you go blind. This spec script for <laughs> Adventure Time is wild. <laughs> <laughs> in 1909, while preparing the originals for the Ohio State Highway Atlas, we were hard put to get it. What the fuck is this sentence? We were hard put to we were hard put to it to get maps of the southwestern counties. They were they were finding struggling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The United States Geological Survey had not yet mapped this area, and the only suitable data to be had were in the form of old county atlases about 15 inches square and half an inch thick. Man, this guy's perfect day is going to be fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's perfect day is going to be like, oh, I ate a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> Much correspondence had secured the data for every county in the state except Pike and Highland. These two could not be had, nor could I discover by all my written inquiry whether any maps of these regions existed. In the absence of any data at all, <laughs> it would be quite a task to make a complete survey of all the roads in the county. My perfect day is this cunt tripping and falling down <laughs> well. <laughs> in fact, it was out of the question with the appropriation we had, so I left Columbus, resolved to search the county seats and the homesteads nearby for a week or two, if necessary, to get the lost data. We also wanted a good map of the Ohio River for adjusting the data we had already gathered. <sighs> the following events that happened during the next 12 hours, that Saturday in August... Taking an early morning train from Cincinnati, I found an excellent map of the Ohio at the first place we visited. The United States Engineer's Office. Perfect. Oh, they've got a map at the Engineer's Office? <laughs> yeah, well, they just had one. Oh, my God. Proceeding at once to... <laughs> this guy being like, well, none of these maps exist and just being wrong about it. <laughs> <laughs> Proceeding at once to Highland County, I had to wait at Norwood for the Hillsborough car. When I happened to mention the nature of my quest to the ticket agent in Norwood, he said, there's an old book like that in the rear room, I think. We searched the Dutch dusty pile together and fished out the longsword Highland County Atlas. Uh, Two ways uh, uh, then offered of reaching Pike's capital that afternoon. I ate lunch and took the B&O <laughs> railroad to <laughs> Chili Goat. I was looking at this because I have view of the book as well and I could see it's quite long. It goes all the way from here to here. I was like, oh, there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about in this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Wait for it. In the short wait there for the NNW uh, North, North NNW West, South, NNW South, <laughs> I strolled up the street to call in an old friend if perchance he were in town. He came toward me as I started, just as if the whole thing had just been prearranged. After our chat, as I was mounting the southbound train, a gentleman who had written the day before hailed me. As his letter was of a nature much more easily answered orally, I was gratif- it was gratifying to give him the immediate information. <laughs> How is this in this book? What segment's this? <laughs> this is uh, this is uh, the section um, boring beyond the, <laughs> beyond the walls of time. Beyond the walls of time. Because you cannot believe how long this is going for. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some people have actually like met 
met yetis, had lunch with <laughs> yeah. sea monsters, and this guy's like, you're not going to believe the day I had. I couldn't be bothered writing a letter, and then I saw the person I was going to write the letter to and just told them what the letter would have included. What do you mean this is a boring story? Why? It's me, a professor of the civil engineering department in Ohio. That's so funny that this story of this guy going like, I miraculously saw my good friend who wrote me a letter and got to speak to him from the other guy's point of view is, Oh, fuck, here fuck. we go. Here's what a crazy story. Yeah, yeah, how you doing, mate? You're not yeah. going to believe it. I said, I'm looking for this book, and that guy's like, yeah. oh, we might have that book out the back. And they did. <laughs> they let me search with them for 20 minutes. <laughs> Enjoying it the whole time. This guy seeing me in the street being like, nah, uh, I thought you'd, I told you to put this in a letter for me, right? <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you. About, no, it's all right. Just all right, tell me. I was personally acquainted with but two citizens of Waverley, one a mechanical, the other a civil engineering student, but hardly expected either of them to be in town. When I stepped stepped off at Waverley, the mechanical engineer stepped off the car in front. And as he, we walked towards the hotel together, he said he would send around the, t- the other man if he were home. I just leisurely finished dinner at seven o'clock when Gahirs appeared. Did he know of any Pike County map? No, but perhaps my father does, he said. And here comes father now. <laughs> you wouldn't bloody read about it. You'd fucking hope not to anyway. <laughs> I think Good like Lord. my mum has literally told me this story of like, you wouldn't believe who I saw at the shops. Be like, oh, what, someone who lives nearby? Was it someone who lives nearby, yeah. mum? I only knew two people who lived in the town and I for some reason thought they wouldn't be there, but... <laughs> They, I went. Were. <laughs> they were there. Mr. Higgins Senior said he thought the county auditor had one. The auditor came walking up the street as he, as he spoke. <laughs> <laughs> this is also pretty early on in the book. This is in the first... It's page 62. Yeah. <laughs> After introductions and in accord with the happenings of the whole day, he took us across the street to his office in the courthouse, where hung a fine old map of the county. I had written the county surveyor of that same county, but he knew nothing of this map. <laughs> no one cares about these maps. <laughs> no. I am actually afraid to record here all the incidents of that trip that I have had on the mem- memorandum here before me. It would be straining cred- credulity too much. You see, every step taken during the day was as much to the purpose as if it's planned with foreknowledge. I had gone directly to the Ohio River maps, had gone directly to a Highland County Atlas without knowing one existed by the shortest travel route, and when from that point two ways might be taken, I had chosen the one that led most directly to the remaining data sought. Even the smallest incident... What do you mean you're leaving me? (laughs) (laughs) Even, like, no one has read this letter he's written. (laughs) No. Except for me right now. Even literally in this book, that he just kept coming around to the office being like, uh, forsoothly, <laughs> shall if you put I my. bet the person who wrote that is related to the person. Yeah. Even the smallest incident during the day seemed to fit perfectly into a harmonious whole. I suppose, suppose much of this was psychological. I had for months been on the quest for all the data for the state, and when this last hardest problem began to unravel so easily, it put me in a humour to notice only favouring circumstances. Such, for instance, as you the sound f- like you're in a fucking a- humor, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Such, for instance, as the following: <laughs> the Norwood agent didn't want to sell, but would gladly lend his book. This saved us the purchase price. <laughs> my Chillicothe friend was just leaving town on the car after, instead of the car before my arrival. Again, the tracing paper I picked up at random that morning before leaving house just fitted the large Pike County wall map. <laughs> and then again, and, and I, the one person that I hoped might be home to help at Waverley if needed was on the spot to make the Pike County tracing. Who would expect to get into the courthouse in a strange town on Saturday night? <laughs> Yet along come the right persons at just the right time to take me to that map. 
I was like, let's get this freaking guy out of our town. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. I fucking make maps for a living and this guy's boring the shit out of me. <laughs> the train from Chillicothe to Waverley was full of men excursionists. <laughs> and that I love. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about a perfect day. And then I sucked off 43 men. <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> uh, the train from Chillicothe to Waverley was full of men excursionists. They filled the aisles. Yet as I stepped on, a seat was vacant for me. Oh, oh, wow. oh come on. This guy's stealing an old man's seat. <laughs> and I had uninterrupted privacy and comfort all the way down to reflect on the events of the day. I retired that night with the sensation of having experienced a perfect day. That's the end? That is the end. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that story. I like the idea of him getting a seat to himself and just like, oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> Me? Oh, if you must know, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Uh, that is like the exact pairing to go with. Like I had it today was a good day. The Ice Cube song to be like, <laughs> look how much better white people have. <laughs> I'm assuming that guy was the palest shade of white. Why like tracing? Uh, uh, well, that's where you're wrong. That man was in fact a woman. <laughs> oh damn! So uh, no, no, no. It actually was a man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck is that in the book? <laughs> Why do, it doesn't even try to set up like and it's oh look at all these crazy coincidences yeah it's sort of what it's going for but it's just but nothing like, yeah a bunch of uh, what were they not geologists geographers or whatever they were because being lo- available on a Saturday night makes sense what what's craziest about this story is that this story. All of these stories are taken from elsewhere, right? They're compiled in this book. Yeah. This is taken from a book titled "Incredible Coincidence." Oh my god! Man. So someone else has also recorded this story. Yeah. This is like, what about? We really need to fill these pages out. And there's a quite a long tale about a guy who just went around and found some maps and then was giddy about it. I mean, maybe this shit's more impressive back before phones and everything where things kind of just fall into place more. And you wouldn't believe it. The exact Google search I typed yielded the results I was after. Been not waiting two hours for the train. It's great. Yeah. Man. God, that's put me in a bad mood. Yeah, I hate that. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening. Please come back. Is that? Can we confidently say that's the worst story in the whole book? Oh, it's got to be. I mean, I think that's a pretty great story. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but he, he got a seat. He was on the train. <laughs> Didn't even I have... did my job today. <laughs> what an absolute mystery. A man from Ohio traveling on a train <sighs> and he got the seat that he wanted. Like straight up. It was, it was filled with male excursionists. That poor man. What a life he had. What a life he's lived. Terrible life. Go through. Have. Well... I'd rather be hit by a wild boar, I would, and then somehow be associated with George Orwell one day. It's so funny that the guy who was hit by a wild boar had literally a paragraph, and this dude who just found some maps with <laughs> tracing paper. Got a page. He's got a page to himself. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening again. Uh, we will be back next week with more spooky stories, or maybe just some fucking diary entries. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> drivel from some cunt named fucking whatever. C.E. Sherman. C.E. Sherman. Stands for cunt. Egghead cunt. <laughs> Stupid cunt. Hello cunt. All right. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Leave him alone. Yeah. yeah I hate the it. letters of people's last names. Okay. Don't this is my dad. <laughs> nah, every name is this an is acronym. My, this is my dad. So please can we lay off. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. your dad, fuck you. I actually me. wrote this in this book by hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be uh, we doing anything. When's this coming out? Sort of end of May. Uh, is there anything going on? You yeah, want follow our socials. Come to Catfish Comedy if you're in Melbourne every Tuesday. Yep. That's cool. Um, and if you like the podcast, 
you share it around. Yep. The like us on uh, on yeah Instagram and then Twitter and Facebook. We're all under Ooh Spooky at all those places. Mm-hmm. And uh, leave us a review if you're on the if you're downloading this on the Apple Podcast. Crump, jump on there and lead us leave us a review. That'd be actually if it's going to be a positive one. I mean, if it's not going to be a positive one, why would you have gotten this far into yeah. a single episode and be like, oh, I hated that? I reckon towards the back end of this episode, they might have changed their <laughs> mind. Nah, I'm kidding. But they heard this mystery about the man who got a seat <laughs> on a train. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more mysteries. Thanks for listening. See you later.